My name is Dr. Jenna Ross with Renew Performance, and you are listening to the SME Stories Podcast. You are now listening to the next great small business podcast. Welcome to the SME Stories Podcast, where it is all about small businesses in Canada. And here's your host, Ken Alfred. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having the show. we got a great episode today with Dr. Jenna Ross. Now, Dr. Jenna Ross is the owner and founder of Renew Performance. So a little bit about Dr. Jenna Ross. So she is a certified mental performance consultant and licensed mental health counselor. She is a veteran, a mom, and a pro bodybuilder. Her philosophy motto is the mind is the strongest muscle in the body. So I actually met Jenna Ross through a different podcast. I co-host is the Jaybird Watching Podcast, where uh, myself and the other co-hosts actually had her on to talk about sports psychology, specifically related to baseball, because this is about the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, since I'm from Toronto. So it's nice to actually have her on the show so we can talk more about not just running, that we've talked about coaching business in the past, but this is now this is more very specific to sports performance, but also personal performance as well. So we're going to be having a great time with Dr. Jenna Ross today. So sit back and absorb. So. So before we get into our tips from the pro segment, I always like to ask, what has been your biggest failure, but also your biggest success so far? Hmm. Yeah. Failure wise, like I talked about getting the, this is, this is silly. <laughs> um, but silly it up. yeah, so I ended up, uh, renting an office space, right. And, and my business was starting to go up. So I thought it was a safe thing to do. Um, but that was kind of an un, I guess, unnecessary, right? So I took an unnecessary, I made an unnecessary decision to do this. And now I look back and I'm like, I needed to have my feet further underneath me before I did that. Um, so I think it's just in general speaking, like it's not necessarily that one action. It was kind of like be patient, like not being patient with things was probably my my biggest mistake so far is like, you have to let things play out. And I'm the type of person where, I get really like anxious. Like I feel like I'm, I should be further along. Um, and so I think that's a lot of entrepreneurs is like, they're very hard on themselves as far as like what to expect. And so you start thinking about all these things that you want to do and get done and where you want to be. And it's like, well, I'm not there yet. Um, so I think it's, you know, don't allow yourself to become impatient in the process because that's where mistakes, failure can happen. And I say that from my own um, my own experience and learning from, from that mistake is kind of just be patient and let things play out. Yeah, exactly. I think that the challenge is, is too, is that especially if you think from the podcasting or the YouTube channel point of view, you know, I, I might be like, man, I gotta be, I gotta be like Joe Rogan where he's getting like 11 million downloads mm -hmm. per episode or 15 million subscribers on YouTube. And I'm here with like my, I don't know, I think I have like a thousand subscribers on my YouTube channel. And I'm like, <laughs> Man, I'm so far. I was, I, you know, what I was looking forward to, Doctor Ross. I was like, I had to YouTube. I had to Google. I'm like, when do you get the actual, you know, little plaque you oh, know, yeah. where you shows <laughs> all those little plaques for YouTube and stuff like that? I'm thinking, all right, I got over a thousand, right? So am I going to get one of those little mini, mini plaques? I look at it, one hundred thousand. That's the first one you have to get just to get the plaque. I'm like, uh, maybe I can pay someone to make it for me and just stick it in the background right, there, right? <laughs> Right. But you talk about that and it can be so discouraging because it is, you know, sometimes it feels like, oh, there's such a long way to go. But then you also look back and you're like, man, like I am further than I think. So, yeah, exactly. it is. Yeah, it is. A, it's a constant learning process. Yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot. Sorry to cut you off. There. What has been your big success so far? Because I think we talked about your failure. What about your success? Yeah. 
Uh, my biggest success has been I've I've made several meaningful partnerships um, with some different organizations that have really um, boosted uh, to different athletes, different organizations. And so for me has been, uh, to be honest, a lifesaver to have that partnership with these other people that are like, hey, we have an athlete, we send them to you, right? Um, uh, and, and just being able to offer that service, you know, and it's training facilities, it's recruiting agencies, it's different partnerships that have athletes, and that's my audience. And so that's been probably my biggest success is to make those connections and really grow that relationship, um, if that answers your question. Yeah, absolutely. So hey, do you need an error-free website? Do you need transcriptions that's accurate and on time? Would you like to remove noise from your video or audio recording? Do you need a spokesperson for your business? If so, we can help. At Northway Capital Group, we are happy to announce that we are now providing website testing services, audio transcriptions, and audio cleanup, as well as spokesperson services. We would love to help you on your next project. Contact us for more information at northwaycapitalgroup at gmail.com. Now it's time for tips from the pro. All right, now we're going to do a tips from the pro now. So we're going to talk about, for those who are looking to get into a similar space to Dr. Ross and just some general things like that. So, all right, question number one, um, when I'm starting my clinic, or at least before I even start my clinic, what is the biggest mistake you notice your clients are making? Hmm. So my clients will, and I always, I always give them this now kind of warning um, because they will work with me for about mm, usually about three to four sessions and then they really start to notice oh i feel better like i feel like i have control of whatever issue it was that they came to see me for and they start to see the improvement and so they back off and then they kind of like tailor and, and it's like hey do you want to schedule a session and then it just never becomes a priority like it was to begin with and so I've noticed from that that I will tell clients, I will tell them, it's just like when you go to the gym, right? You don't just show up at the gym and, you know, do 10 bicep curls and suddenly your biceps are bigger. Like it takes repetition after repetition after repetition. And so that's the same concept with my services. And when I work with clients is telling them, hey, just because you feel a different, like, you feel like you're seeing results does not mean that it's been solidified and to continue going through the process to get to a really good place. Like you'll notice it, but it's kind of like when you change up your diet, right? Like when you change up your nutrition and after a week, you're like, oh, wow, I've dropped five pounds. Like that sudden, you know, I'm change. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I've dropped five pounds. Well, it's just water weight. Like that's it. It's water weight. It, it's not going to last. And so it's kind of the same concept with what I do in my services is giving that client kind of the, the heads up as far as like, hey, this is how this process works. And so I know you're going to get to that point, uh, but let's keep going past it. And so I kind of give them the heads up and then we work through that as it comes up. Yeah, I think that, that education process that you have there, right? Just to tell mm -hmm. them, because I think what people think is when they have a session with 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 yourself, is that they're gonna get they're gonna unload everything off their chest or off their mind of here's everything that I'm gonna be that's going on with you right now, mm -hmm. and that's gonna be solved fairly quickly. So sometimes, like you said, maybe by session three or four, maybe the person, the client's already felt I've given 
I let them know everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. So why do I need to continue? Because she's because Dr. Ross has already given me some some steps to follow, whether it's routines mm -hmm. or different mindsets. So then I should be good. Right. But, you know, mm -hmm. it's that whole thing like you got to give it some time. Right. Not, not to mm -hmm. say it's a permanent solution and you're going to be doing it for 15 years, although it'd be good for Dr. Ross if you're the yes. client for 15 years. <laughs> but to know because when I used to be a personal trainer myself, I used to mm -hmm. tell my clients, look, I look at when I'm working with them, they have a goal. My yeah. goal for you is to. By the time our sessions are done, so whether they bought 10, 20, 30, whatever, is that by the end of that, you should be able to do, you should be able to know at least the right things to be doing it. You might not need me to be there the entire time, mm -hmm. but that's the way we kind of look at that. So yeah. it's very interesting to hear that. So next question yeah. then. So how do you keep educated? So if someone's doing your business or someone's following in your footsteps, how do you keep yourself you know, educated on the current trends? Like do you use any specific websites or there's market intelligence reports you do? Is it networking? Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. Um, so I have, uh, number one is to kind of have a group of people around you, whether it's, you know, a previous mentor or somebody that that's in the industry that's, that's been there for a while. So I kind of have that go-to person. And then I have my peers. Um, and my peers are, sorry, is that being real fuzzy on you on your end? Okay. My mic. Okay. It's okay. So, so yeah, so I have that one person that is above me and then I have my peers um, that I do. Usually we meet kind of once a month on virtually and I graduated with these people. And so we kind of all talk together on the stages of our business, where we're at, like um, continuing education credits. So I am required uh, by the Association for Applied Sports Psychology to continue my education. And so that for me, you know, a website that I go to is that um, because that's the more of the formal process. Um, and so it's, you know, taking courses online, doing different things to, to really educate my, myself and my skills. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, <clears throat> so that's, that's also lead into what are the expenses you're going to have to be paying as well. It's like, once you become a coach, yes, you're investing all this money just to get your education, but to stay there, you know, you are going to be required, especially if you're licensed and stuff like that, to continue providing that particular service. You do have to consider that there's some annual costs that are going to be coming yes. every single year, not just that. So excellent. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about niches. So someone's like fresh out, let's say they get their certification license, anything where it's mental performance can go into so many different ways, whether it's sports, not sports, whatever. Are there any particular niches that maybe you think that people can potentially get into if let, if it's too broad that they're like, oh, I don't even know where to start. Is there something specific that might at least get them that short-term success to get some reps in before they start figuring out what they really want to focus on and then put all their mm -hmm. eggs in that basket? Yeah. Um, the important part, I think, about the, the niche, niche, however you say it, is um, you have to think, in a, and I don't want to say this in any type of like superficial way, but you have to think about what audience has the money to pay for your services. Um, because, you know, my, my passion for me, honestly, is to help other women. Like I know for, for women, um, we just, you know, a lot of us struggle with mindsets that keep us stuck and that's my passion. But what I realized is there is a unique dynamic with women. Um, for example, you know, women are either married or if they're single, they're a single parent. Um, it's a very small percentage of women that are single and have the finances to support what you do, what your services offer. The women that are married always tell me why well, I have to go check with my husband. 
and it's always that. And so, um, so I've kind of steered away from that and really oriented myself towards the population that does have the money to pay for my services. So whether that's um, business, you know, some people might really like working with, you know, CEOs, executives, people that are high up because they deal with pressure. It's just different. It's a different type of pressure. It's not, you know, um, like you're, they're going out on a baseball field and playing a baseball game. It's a constant life pressure. So that's one area I think that is going to be up and coming too is businesses hiring performance consultants and performance coaches to come in and help them. Um, and then the other one is, you know, what age group do you like working with? Like, do you like the college age? Do you like professional? Um, do you want to be in a, in a team environment where you are maybe with professional sports teams, but you're accountable to, to that team? Um, and then there's not to get too complicated, but then there's a lot of red tape with that because it's like, well, who's paying you? And then you have confidentiality and you have all these other components to it that you really have to go by, you know, their regulations and their guidelines. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like, uh, let's say you're, you're, you're in charge of a little league team. Okay. Uh, I need to sign. I have to have these 20 NDAs signed by all the kids and their parents and all that sort of mm -hmm. stuff. But, but even still, like you mentioned, it's not, let's say if you want to, even from sports perspective, yeah, you, what level do you want to work with? Do you want to work yeah. to like the professionals? Are you okay with Olympians or collegiate athletes? Mm -hmm. Even little leagues, right? Cause I think some, yeah. especially like, rep or select select level athletes for those age groups those competitive ones they, that's even something that maybe you can start on especially if, well if you like dealing with kids first off yeah and having to deal with potentially the parents the yep. uh, helicopter coaching parents that think their child is the next michael jordan or yeah. uh, lebron james or Sidney crosby or whatever you want to call it right yeah. so that's something you might have to consider yourself uh, working with so that's great yes. here so um next yes. question is what should I do? For, what is the best billing practice I should be following? Should I do an hourly rate, a session, or a monthly rate? Or mm -hmm. what, what would you suggest? Um, that's another big uh, area that I've been navigating. And you talk about mistakes um, that that you start out. So I started out with the idea that this is like mental health counseling, which it kind of is because it's in the same field, in the same industry. But when you go to a mental health counselor, you pay them for the session and then that's that's it. Um, and, and then it's over. And then they you typically schedule for another session. Um, but that really limits your your business capability. So I've found for me, billing wise is initially um, there's a program and we do the program and whether it's, you know, six sessions, 10 sessions, 12 sessions. Um, I have a couple different options that I always offer and that's the only option is you do this program and then at the end of the program, giving that person, since you completed it, the opportunity, do you want to just go kind of like session by session, a la carte, like what, you know, depending on where they're at, they get to choose that. Um, but yeah, it's been the, the best, um, scenario has been offering programs and that's how I bill. And it's, you know, you, you pay for it all up front. We do your sessions and then um, you've completed the program and then we, we carry on. Either they continue or that uh, frees up space and time for me to bring on a new client. Absolutely. Like, I think the only thing I would always recommend to other business owners is for anything. I say, if you could take any one of the, any, if you could take any course, I would definitely get, suggest some type of sales slash customer service slash negotiation course. 
all of the mm-hmm. above. Just because when I was a trainer, because I think I'm going this back to my fitness days, a lot of personal trainers and instructors, they pref- they just want to help people, right? So mm-hmm. sometimes the best trainers are not necessarily the best business people, mm-hmm. right? So if you go to a client and say, okay, you need X number of sessions and it's $100 a session. First thing everyone's going to say is, oh, I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Or how about $5? Right. So then you you went from here and you went all the way down to here yes. as opposed to just having a either a set program or whether it's payment options, whether you're doing monthly payments or of yeah. this big amount or whatever the case may be. And, yeah. you know, so having to work that and just figure that part out because yes. you don't want to undercut your services. Right. Yes. Because if people have to remember whatever business you're running, whatever expertise you have. It's not just the money to run your business, but the money you spent to get to where you were or to get to mm-hmm. where you are. Yep. All that includes time, not just, oh, I paid $500 for this course and $500 for this course. Mm-hmm. Think about how much you want to get paid on an on a per hour basis and be like, okay, so it's $500 plus another $500 worth of my time mm-hmm. to get to this course. So think yes. about those things when you when you price it and work on ways to find out. And if the client can't afford it and maybe they're just not in your in your your ideal client at this point mm-hmm. right i think yeah. one of the best tips i heard from one of my guests was is that every session every cuz he i think he does like a motivational speaking but i think he does more like self defense running programs but more from like a higher level so he's dealing mm-hmm. with like colleges or women's groups and stuff like that so what he does is like every time he gets paid for a speaking engagement he allocates a certain percentage he puts that in the slush fund so should a client who can't afford his services but who he really wants to help, he just pays himself by pulling from that slush fund so he can still help mm. those people that really require his services. So mm-hmm. those are some really good tips. And I think uh, yeah. Dr. Ross has some great tips for that as well. So, all right, next yeah. question there. Now that we're doing mental performance, do we need any special insurance for that? Yes. So I a lot of what I do is, um, so through the Association for Applied Sports Psychology is kind of the the ethical side that governs everything that I do. Um, so I do have um, insurance to cover just the mental health counseling, the consulting, all of that, um, that side of the house, and then business insurance. So it's kind of like two two parts to it, right? Because things could happen in your business that aren't necessarily associated with the other part of it. So two components. So I would definitely recommend um, the business insurance and then, um, covering yourself, uh, ethically speaking, uh, in the event that somebody, you know, wants to come after your license or certification or anything like that, um, to have that insurance. In fact, yeah, like the mental health counseling practice that I have contracted with, um, requires it. So it's not like you can work without it. So, yeah. No, mm-hmm. perfect. Now, I always ask this question to all my guests. What is the best strategy on dealing with difficult clients? Mm. Difficult clients are, I always look at it, okay, this is an opportunity. <laughs> um, you How are you know, one of those? And, it's an opportunity. Yes, <laughs> it's an opportunity. Um, I think communication is key um, because you really have to look at it as, Okay, if they're being difficult, there's a reason for it. Um, there's a reason for either the resistance, the difficulty, right? And how do you get to the heart of that? What's what's at the root of that difficulty? And regardless of whether they want to work with you or don't work with you, um, it can be the impact that they have on the people around them, right? And and the things that they say about you to other people 
And it's like, you always want to leave that positive impact with people. And so even if they're being a difficult client, um, I, I kind of like to bring it out in the open in a way that obviously is not going to cause more conflict, but kind of just, I can see that you're having trouble with this. Like, let's talk about that. Right. And so it's bringing in that communication piece with difficult clients and, and realizing that regardless of whatever business you're in, customer service is always going to be an important part of it. Um, yeah. So. Absolutely. And, and the funny thing, the inside edge you kind of have is that you're also trained in psychology as well. So I think it's mm -hmm. you can come at it from a different side than where the average person to be like, why is this person being difficult? The fact you might have extra tools in your toolbox just to deal with someone mm -hmm. that's there. Now, it, it's not going to be 100 percent successful, right? Because if the yeah. person is hardened in, in the way they're believing things, and I always say that it's almost better to pre-screen them first before you yes. really want to do business with them. Because yes. if you if you don't like if, if they're this much of a pain, just to become a client, can you imagine the pain they're going to be as a client, right? That's yeah. going to be very hard to deal with. So, Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, Lexa, how do you work-life balance yourself, right? Because, you know, you have family and you have your your, your business. What are the mm -hmm. best tips you have for that? Um, I Well, I keep a very strict calendar. <laughs> so, um, you know, my, my calendar is constantly, you know, filling up and, and kind of managing that. But I will block out time for my family and time for me. Um, and that's been the biggest thing for me is like, okay, no, like even though I could schedule them at this time, it's like, nope, that's my time with my kids. Like I can't, I can't go into that. I have to maintain that discipline. Um, and it's hard as a new business because you're like, I, you know, you're in this, this conundrum and this balance of I need clients, but at the same time, like, I can't forsake quality time and whatnot with, with my family and even time for yourself to reset because especially in, in this field, um, in mental health and psychology, like you're dealing with a lot of heavy stuff and you need that time, uh, for yourself to kind of reset and prioritize your own mental health. Yeah, exactly. Right. I always just say that if it ain't on the Google calendar, it's not happening. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, that is the challenge too, even from my own business as well, like to, because, you know, could I save a lot of money if I did everything myself? Absolutely. But then I'm taking it away from my family, right? Especially my kids. You know, my kids asked me, am I trying to be famous? And I said, well, I don't know if that's the goal of being mm -hmm. famous. But, uh, you know, that's why even though it is sometimes sucky that I have to pay an editor to do it, yeah. I think it, it might it might make perfect sense because could I do it myself? Absolutely. But it would take me twice as long to do it when yes. as opposed to, let's say me, recording these episodes, if I'm producing them and all these other things, it's taking me away from it. So that, that work-life balance has to be it. And so uh, just the last question before we hit to the rapid fire round here, what has been the funniest story so far running your business that you've had? Uh, <laughs> um, hmm. I had a really interesting consult with somebody, right? Because I offer a 30-minute consult with anybody that's interested um, and you know, you, you talk about customer service and all this stuff and it, it, it's really good. Um, but, but during this consult, um, you know, he, he was sharing his story with me and, uh, I, I laugh at it now, but in the midst of it, it was very like, I don't know what I think about this. <laughs> um, 
And so we ended up doing this console and it's, it's a zoom call and he shows up and he's not wearing a shirt. Right. So totally inappropriate. And then we start talking and I give him my pitch. And then at the end, he wanted to give me feedback for my services and what feedback. I had feedback on my pitch. So it ended up being this business to business console, which I have no problem doing. I love doing business. Like, let's talk business. I'm totally that's yes. Like, I'm all about that. Um, but it came down to him wanting to give me feedback and how I approach it. And in the middle of it, and you, we come back to the customer service in the middle of it, I was just kind of like thrown back by it. Like, well, you know, I thought he was going to be a client. And then we, he starts talking to me about my business approach. So I, to be honest, it's like you're trying to sell you almost. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So in the middle of it, I was just totally confused, you know? And then afterwards I was like, hold on a minute, you know? And, and now I look back at the situation and I'm like, I should have known from the start, like he wasn't even wearing a shirt on the zoom call. Like what the, you know, and you wonder like what goes through people's minds. Um, but that was definitely, now it's funny for me because it's an interesting experience, but obviously in the middle of it, I was like, totally like, I don't even know what to think about this right now. Um, but yeah, you just have interesting cause you're dealing with people and people are, sometimes you're just like, I don't even know how you came to that like <laughs> conclusion. But. Yeah, like I, I remember this one person that I remember was one company was saying, hey, we want you to be on this magazine for like young entrepreneurs, you know, in their 40s or started your thing. And you're thinking, OK, that's pretty cool. And you're starting to chat with them. And then they're talking about, yeah, so the fees would be about a thousand dollars. We could put you we can put a picture of you in and the blurb. I'm like. So uh-huh. I have to pay to be on this magazine. I thought they were reaching out to me because they liked my show or they liked my thing. Yeah. And they were, just, they were just trying to sell me on it. By, by mm-hmm. inflating my ego, I said, yeah, we love your show. We think it's like the best small yep. business podcast right now. So we would love you to be in our magazine. So it's, it's one of those really funny things. So, yeah. right. Hey, you, do you need a voiceover? Well, look no farther. Northway Capital Group has your answer. Commercials and explainer videos, AVR and voicemail, health and wellness, corporate training and e-learning, announcements documentaries and biography contact us on social media or email us at northwaycapitalgroup at gmail.com now it's time for the rapid fire round rap <laughs> rapid fire round now so this is the fast well hopefully fast okay. questions we'll see how fast they have okay. okay so are you ready yes all right first question would you rather put ketchup or ranch dressing on everything you eat uh, ketchup. Ketchup. Okay. If you could have a sandwich, what would be in it and what would it be called? Mm, turkey and pepperoni. I don't know. Turkey pep. <laughs> turkey pep. What kind of bread? Oh, gluten free bread. A sandwich, unless you literally just eat meat. Yeah, I would eat the meat and the cheese. It's meat and the cheese. So is there lettuce on it then as opposed to bread? Yes. Let's go with lettuce. Lettuce. And it's got turkey. Turkey pep. Okay, I got it. <laughs> so what posters did you have on your wall when you were a kid? Uh, I had a blue, a poster of a blue 1969 Camaro that I really liked. But that was about it. I don't think I put a whole lot. I had some pictures of friends, but that was it. Yeah, I had like wrestling posters when I was a kid. I was really big into WWF or WWE then. And mm-hmm. uh, had some cars and some hockey photos of like Wayne Gretzky and something like that. So I thought, oh. I get, mm-hmm. I, I didn't, because I didn't want to have the wall that had nothing on it, right? Because you see, you watch TV shows, you see every all these kids have posts. I'm like, 
I guess I can put a poster up. Yeah. Why not? Right. But yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, next question. Here. Who would you like to sit on on a 10 hour flight? Sit on, on a 10 hour flight. Yeah. So who would you like to sit next to on a 10 hour sit flight next to. and why? Well, I'm big into sports, so maybe like LeBron James. I kind of want to pick his brain yeah. on his, his expertise. Yeah, and you know, I was going to do, mine is uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, just because I like, because oh. if you think about it, maybe we'll just branch off this a little bit. You have like, you hear these elite athletes, right? Money is never an issue with them anymore. They make so much, right? And then I find when you you see ones that are, They've already achieved up what you think is the highest part of the mountain, and they keep wanting it. So from a professional athlete, it's like, oh, I want to win more championships, win more championships. Or in the, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's case, he's, 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 he's running leagues, he's running his businesses where he doesn't really have to. What do you yeah. find as that thing that keeps them driven to continue to go at that level? That that's the good question. Or even another one is Tom Brady. I really, you know, Tom yeah, Brady should have retired just, and then he comes back and wins a Super Bowl. And yeah. Uh, yeah, but it but it is. And you listen to some of the, you know, YouTube or documentaries on him and they talk about, you know, having that uh, need to to prove themselves. And I think that's where it starts. But then it just keeps going. Um, and, and that's what I would want to know is like, what is it that is, keeps you driven to continually push for more? Yeah, because it's maybe because I'm a lame person, like I'm a layman person, right? Where I'm thinking, if I had that magic number, whatever it is, where it's yep. 10 million, if it's, if it's a financial perspective, it's like, I don't have to do anything. I, what people like to call it, it's called like screw you money, right? Where you mm -hmm. could kind of do almost anything you want. And I would be like, I used to joke that if I was lucky enough to win a world championship in anything, first thing I do, open up a school. So at least I now have that thing to fall back on. Or you know, do some more causes that you want to help other kids in and or charity work or work Habitat for Humanity, stuff like that. So it's interesting to hear some of those things, how they do that. So yes. interesting. Okay. Last question I always like to ask is, what is your theme song and why? So that song, you're walking down the street, that song hits, everyone knows Dr. Ross is coming. I don't think I have one. <laughs> I don't. I'm kind of all over the place with my music. Um, any of them depending any of them what gets you going uh hmm i i uh, <laughs> i was gonna say let me pull up my youtube but I, <laughs> depending on what what mood i'm in like if i'm at the gym and i want to be really motivated like i have like what is it acdc and some like hardcore rock stuff if i'm uh kind of just chilling like relaxing i like like a good old shania twain i have shania twain on here <laughs> um so i think it depends i don't really have a song that's a good question you have different genres but no that's a good thing right because yeah i think anyone can like, it depends too. like when i'm in the gym it could vary right because it could say it could be rock rap or sometimes if i'm just doing cardio i'm just listening to a podcast right yeah. it could be a business podcast it's not exciting to most people Right. And then I, it was funny because I was actually getting some chiropractic work done on me. And I, I was listening to a business podcast and uh, my kids, someone took my headphones. I brought, I forgot to take it out of my thing, but my, my phone was still in the car. So I'm getting adjusted. My kids are playing my headphones, just listening to it because it's one of those two little separate oh, yeah. earbuds. So one of them had it on. So I'm there getting adjusted. And my dad's, sorry, my son's like, 
hey, dad, what's an intelligence panel? I'm like, what? Yeah, what was this going on? Something from a lab? Yeah. Um, I don't even know how to describe it to them, right? Just for the fact that we're listening to that is like, hey, dad, what does GDP stand for? And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, I'll try to explain. And they're like, like I think our kids are very similar in ages. So mm -hmm. I think we're mm -hmm. eight to 10 years old. So it's really hard to try to explain that to them, yeah. but it could be almost anything. So yeah. no, that's okay. Like, I like the fact you have different genres from Sonia Twain to ACDC. Which ACDC song in particular? Uh, Back in Black, I think it was. Yes. Uh, Highway to song. Hell. <laughs> Not the most positive stuff, but uh, it gets it me going in the gym. Be. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I remember listening to like Wu-Tang Clan when I was just <laughs> in a very angry mood. I just want to listen to it. I was like, that's fine. And what my wife is cringes now because I'm in my mid, almost mid 40s. And sometimes if I'm cooking and I'm getting stuff ready, she comes home from the hospital. I might be listening to some like EDM music, those electro mm -hmm. dance thing. It just yep. gets me in the just relaxing mode. And she's looking yeah. at me and she's like, you're not a, you're not a, you're not a young adult anymore, <laughs> Ken. You're actually, a, right? you, know, you shouldn't be listening to that kind of music. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is from my, my beautiful wife who knows no songs at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No titles, but anyways, oh, that's aside the point. <laughs> yes. So last question, you'd be surprised how quickly this hour flew by. We're a little over an hour already into this show, which is weird, but any other final advice you have for anyone wanting to get into your space or just business in general? What, any other final tips, Dr. Ross? Um, I would say that whatever business it is, uh, if you're starting your own business, realize it's going to be scary, but don't jump ship. Like just, just keep going. Um, cause I've, I, I will say that I've been tempted. Everyone's like, well, why don't you just go get, you know, go get a job get somewhere. A job. And, and, and really I'm like, well, why invest all that time and energy into somebody else's success when you could be doing it for yourself? So I would say just, just stick with it. Um, and let discouragement will happen. It's normal. Fear is normal. Being scared. It's all normal and a part of the process. You just have to keep going through it. Excellent. Great, great, great final words on that, Dr. Ross. So where can people reach out to you? Where can they find you? What's your social media handles or how can they contact you? Yeah. So my uh, Instagram, I have my business is at Renew Mind Body. Um, and there's a little link to my personal, um, which is Jenna Lynn underscore IFBB Pro. Um, and then my website is renewperformance.org. And Facebook, I have a page. Um, it's called Dr. Jenna Ross. So you can find me on there. Um, but yeah, and then I have a Twitter at Renew Mind Body, but I'm not always on Twitter. So yeah, no, that's great. At least at least you have a purpose for Twitter. I have no pop purpose for Twitter. I don't know what I can yeah. do with it, to be honest. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't. Uh, yeah, just made myself a sandwich today. <laughs> Tried the turkey pep. <laughs> the turkey pep on you lettuce, please. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So <laughs> with ketchup. <laughs> with ketchup. There we go. <laughs> so thank you very much, Dr. Ross. It was a great episode. Thanks for being on the show. Yes, thank you. Do you have a small business story to share? The SME Stories Podcast is looking for entrepreneurs to share their tales of success, failure, and everything. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or know someone would be a great fit, please contact us at northwaycapitalgroup at gmail.com. That's northwaycapitalgroup at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to the SME Stories Podcast, which is owned by Northway Capital Group. 
please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Northway Capital Group.